Welcome back to DQP Does Drafty Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where we totally made a deal and you went back on it. With me this evening is my co-host Russell. I don't recall that. We had a discussion about it. No, we made a deal. Jesus Christ. We also have Dave. Hi, I'm the awkward CPS lady. <laughs> do you do you yeah. want anything? Like Just water. Water. Just, I'm finished with my water now. <laughs> I love that chick when she pops up and stuff. She's not in a lot of stuff, but she's always that same character. And she's yeah. always so fucking weird. It. Uh, we're gonna talk about it later. Yeah, I, yes. I, I, I have a lot to talk about oh, that yeah. part. Uh, okay, so we are continuing uh, our February uh, month of sadness. <laughs> Boy, is it fucking sad this month. With a heavy sad boy February. Do you mean heavy sad boy February? Heavy sad boy February. Heavy sad boy February. So sad. We're continuing with Marriage Story on Netflix. I had it pulled up, but my computer's dead. No. While you're doing that, I just want to say that I had to cleanse my palate by watching Robocop directly after this. I watched uh, Days of Future Past. Nice. I, this marriage story was the last thing I watched before doing this, so I'm still sad. Still feeling feelings? I can't yeah. even spell marriage. <laughs> Sorry, Marriage Story, 2019, rated R, two hours and 17 minutes of fucking frustration and sadness and <laughs> anger. And cringe. <laughs> and just cringe. awkward shit. Uh, oh my god. This is the story of, uh, of Charlie... And uh, this is set up different than the fucking website um, of Charlie and Nicole getting a divorce. Uh, Charlie is a um, a theater director in New York City and New York City. Uh, Nicole is uh, his muse, I guess, and his main actress in all of his plays. Uh, until she decides to not be, and she wants to go back to L.A. where she was born, um, and where she started her career in a um, an apple pie or apple pie, an American Pie like movie where she showed her tits. Um, she did, <laughs> and I don't. I I mean, I don't want to like go through this whole movie like I normally oh. do. I mean, I don't think you need to. It's basically just like the story of how their marriage breaks down after they have decided to go through a separation. Um, each of them being completely ridiculous at different points. Um, her kind of getting taken advantage of by a lawyer. Um, Laura Dern. Played by Laura Dern and f like basically forcing him to also be taken advantage of by a lawyer. Um, both of them going broke 
Uh, well, her not so much because she started making a lot more money being in a TV show. Him starting to make less money because he's like failing as a director because he's spending so much time uh, in L.A. and working yeah. on the divorce instead of working on his job. Because he has an apartment in L.A. and in New York. Yeah. And like is spending time there just to be with his son. Um, <clears throat> and like all this stuff about like, you know, uh, what? Russell's losing his shit. Fucking Alan Alda <laughs> telling him to like get an apartment yeah. in LA, and then he's like, later, <laughs> later on, Alan Alda's like, well, you know, if you wouldn't have got that apartment out here in LA, you told me to. <laughs> you told me to. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I know, because like you know, if we go to or in court, it'll look like you said we're not gonna go to court. Well, you know, you gotta, you you gotta, gotta plan to go to court and hope you don't go to court. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Alan Alda was great in this movie, but just like, what the are you doing? The worst fucking lawyer ever. <laughs> what are you doing, uh, man? But, uh, yeah, so like, and they, they just go through it. I mean, it just they're just going through this divorce, and it's like fucking both of them up, and fucking up their relationship with their son because she's like spoiling him to make him want to be with her and he's like trying to continue to be like how he was before like trying to teach him how to do stuff trying to keep in like be neat and everything with his kid and his kid is like not having it because mom lets him get away with stuff and like they're both like fucking up their relationship with their kid and it's and like it eventually ends and then it's like much more uh amicable Amicable. but like not before it gets super ugly (laughs) right it does but the ugly like Yes. The ugly, like, so, sh- they nope. get scared of the ugly because they're like, they don't go through with it like a lot of people do. Yeah. yeah. They're like, why are we doing this? And then they have, like, one last blow up, and then they're both like, we can't keep doing this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. Okay. And then the law- her lawyer still fucks him a little bit just, yeah. to, just to, literally, just so that he can't say that he won. Yep. Because 50-50 is winning. Yeah. So she had to get 55-45. How do you even split that up? It was like she two gets extra one days. E- one yeah. extra day every two weeks. <laughs> I don't know if you guys did the percentage of that. I don't think that's 5%. I think you're right. One out of 14? That's not five. Because what is that? It's like seven. Seven percent. Laura Dern lied to us. Yeah. Well, she's a lawyer, so what the fuck, Laura. <laughs> Trusted you. David Lynch was on your side. But yeah, I mean, it basically ends like, uh, like a year and a half after it starts, um, and they have kind of an amicable Halloween together, um. Which is vastly different from the Halloween in the middle of the movie. The Halloween, like the Halloween in the middle of the movie, pissed me off so fucking much. Oh, where he's the invisible man. Yeah, because he like he has this whole plan that he's made with his son, and he keeps like throughout the movie he keeps saying that he's made these plans with her, 
and like you but you never see him say anything to her about it but it's a deal like they yeah. made this deal and like everything is a deal but like you you don't really like most of the time you don't see him say this stuff to her and her agree to it so when he shows up for halloween she's like oh well we were gonna go do this and i got this costume for him and he's like well i got this cut like i got this other costume for him and we were gonna go trick-or-treating and i thought this was what was happening and like his costume and my costume like go together and all this stuff and she's like well we're not doing that because we're going here and like we can do separate halloweens yeah like that and like just like you know fuck you we're doing what i want and it's like they're both doing that right because he's like well we made this deal and she's like well i didn't make that deal She's like, so fuck your thing. I'm going to do my thing. Yeah. And it's just neither one of them are really right, but it's all just a fucking stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But that's so the whole movie. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much the whole movie. And like, you don't ever see them fight until they fight. Yeah. Like, so it's very apparent, like throughout the first part of the, well, it's not super obvious in the first part of the movie. I would say in act one, but in act two, it gets super obvious that they have had communication issues, probably the entire marriage. Yes. And so like the first part of the movie, it's just kind of like, he's kind of like accepting of like the separation. And she's like, this is kind of what she's come to. And like, we're not entirely sure that like, we have some hints, but we're not, we don't know. The completely first why. Like, act or so it makes it look like she's naive and he's like, just going along with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's, it makes it look like it makes it look like she went along with his thing for too long and didn't do what she wanted to do. And now that she has the opportunity to do what she wants to do, she's leaving him to do it. Right. Yeah. That's what it makes it look like at the beginning. Yeah. And he's like, he doesn't want to get divorced, but it's what she wants and he can't stop her. So he's going to like go along with it and he's letting her do all this stuff to go along with it. And he thinks that he has this deal with her that she's going to come back to New York. Yeah. And he also he also thinks he's like being supportive in doing it the way he's doing it. Yeah. And she is kind of naive because like she basically gets like she gets this lawyer, Laura Dern, who is like, oh, yeah, I feel for you and like all this feeling stuff. But that is like, fuck that guy. We're going to do all this stuff and fuck him. And then like they basically come up with the. Which I've seen this in other shit that's like the shittiest thing to do is to like just go see all the lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. So then they can't work with the other partner, right? Like, I've already found my lawyer, but I'm going to go consult with every other lawyer in town that's worth a shit so that you have no choices. You have no good lawyers to choose from. To choose from. Yeah. And this is a real thing that happens. This is, yeah. That's a real thing. This is a real thing. I didn't actually know that. Yeah. I've seen it in other like movies and TV shows too. I've never been divorced. So yeah. Me know. either. But also never been married. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's a qualifier that we should put on. The never been divorced thing. Um, but yeah, like, and then like, you know, the serving him in LA, 
and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, fucks that was him super over. weird. And then he has to pay like thirty percent of the of yeah. her lawyer. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's more supposed to be if like you know you're a stay at home mom and you have no income, you right. have to be able to get divorced somehow. So then they make the guy pay for it. Right. But then, like, there's a lot of laws like that where it's like, you know, they're assuming these laws were made to help people that have no other way to do the thing. Right. Right. But then it just applies to everyone because the law wasn't written for, like, when the guy and the lady both make more, make money, or the guy and the lady, you know, the lady makes more money or whatever. You yeah. know, it, it doesn't apply to that situation because it wasn't written for that. Yeah. It wasn't even that long ago where they were, because now you can just state uh, irreconcilable differences. Yeah. And 10, 15 years ago, I think maybe, yeah, like as recent as just like 15 years ago, it was still, you had to have some sort of proof or like some like reason. real reason to get a divorce, yeah. which was usually infidelity. Right. Yeah. Which they mentioned that when they're in the court, in the courtroom scene. Uh, that uh, California is a no-fault state. Yeah. So even if there is something, then it doesn't change the rulings, which is weird. Yeah, and with uh with Laura Dern, the lawyer, uh, you you can see like there's a very specific facial expression she makes when she hugs. Uh, fuck, what's her name? Nicole. Yeah. When she hugs Nicole after Nicole tells her that he fucked uh, the, one of the stagehands. The stage manager. Stage manager, yeah. Um, to, to her face just, like, changes. Yep. And you're like, oh, she's gonna be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So, which, like, there's... I don't, The movie... I think the movie is really good because it shows that, like, both parties are at fault for various things in their relationship and yeah i mean usually it's not like you know one person because yeah. there's two people in a relationship you know and not you're not gonna have like one person doing everything wrong and the other person doing everything right that's not yeah. how real life works right right so that's what that that was what i loved about the movie so much the first time i watched it was just that it, it it like depicts for the most part like i mean there's a there's a serious lack of communication yeah <laughs> on yeah. both their parts right but that does happen like like couples like i've known plenty of couples who just like wouldn't talk to each other about like serious issues yeah like at all wouldn't, yeah wouldn't vent or their frustrations with each other like to each other but with like everyone around them yeah it basically becomes like you only have small talk with your partner. If something real comes up, you just like walk away in a huff or maybe one of the people loses their shit, but the other person ignores it because they always lose their shit. Yeah. But it's not necessarily that they're hysterical. It might be because there's a reason that they're upset all the time. You yeah. Because there are people that are upset all the time over nothing, but yeah. that's not always the case and sometimes it's treated that way right yeah because i mean i've seen people like that we're like uh, she's just like this you know yeah 
Oh, I have two. Yeah. <laughs> How many people do you know that are like that? Quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I did like this movie. It was hard in spots. Like it's a, yeah. it's rough. But like we we're I don't know if we're there yet. But I want to no, talk go about for it. it. Uh, the end. Like. It's kind of sad, but it's also kind of a decent ending. Yeah. Because they eventually, like, you know, obviously they're getting divorced. Like, this is not a movie where they're going to, you know, try to fix it. Get back it. together, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they, at the end, they seem like they're at least, you know, friendly to each other. Yes. And that's what you want for something like that, especially with, like, a kid involved. Yeah. Yeah, it has a. The, I also think it has a good ending. Um, I mean, it's not like necessarily a happy ending, which is also like lends to the movie being like what it is. Yeah. Um, but it's not a bad ending. Yeah. Like they're, it, they're they're able to like the part where his son is reading, yeah. trying to learn how to Jesus, read. That's so uh, fucking sad. Yeah. Yeah. That, because the the movie starts with two monologues. Yeah. Of them reading these lists that they have, they have like a marriage counselor because they're going to go through a trial separation. And he's like, you know, I want to start on a positive note and I'm going to make you guys write these letters that state everything you love about the other person. And so that's what it starts with. It starts with these monologues where they're just saying everything they love about the other person. Yeah. Uh, while it shows like a montage of stuff about what the, they love about them. Yeah. And like, I knew what the movie was about and I'm just listening, I'm watching these and I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I know this is going bad, but fuck you. Um, and then they're in this meeting when the, after these monologues go off and she's like, I'm not reading mine to him. Fuck this. And He's like trying to go along with it, but he's also being condescending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, and she's like, you know what? You guys can just suck each other's dicks. I'm leaving. So she leaves, and they never read them to each other. And then at the end of the movie, his son finds one, finds hers, and is trying to read it. And he like walks in on him trying to read it, and he like is helping. He's been trying to help him learn to read correctly. Yeah. Like this whole time, like the whole movie. Yeah. So he like sits down and he's like trying to help him sound everything out. And he's like reading it along with him. And he's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, what, what is this? Yeah. And he figures it out and then he loses his shit. Yeah. That's the, the two scenes like that are really hard is where, I mean the fighting scene and he like punches the wall and then he like breaks down and like that scene is, doesn't bother me until he like just realizes there's no fixing any of it. Right. And he just like breaks the fuck down and Adam driver's fucking acting in that scene in the whole movie. Like, yeah, yeah. the whole movie, uh, her, her acting too. And in that scene, her acting is like, it feels so stilted at first. Um, and she's like, but she, as as the arguing transitions and she's watching him break down, like, that's the part, like, the, the culmination of both of them, like, him breaking down and her, the, the, the just like, the, 
the uh, like the emotion that amounts on her face as he's breaking down. Yeah, because she starts to have empathy for what he's saying and yeah, like, what he goes like when he like loses his shit. Yeah, yeah, and, and when he, he like when he gets like his like worst like the t- before like he just like breaks down. And you can both tell that like you know as soon as he says it like you can tell both in their face he's like oh fuck you know yeah. Yeah, and like and they say some horrendous fucking shit to each other. Yes, like, yes, they do. And the, and I mean those arguments happen. Like it, it's fuck, and it was just fucking like like that fucking scene. Like fucking blows my mind. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, again, it's, this is a movie that I I these are not the emotions that I try to find <laughs> in movies. Same. Same, but you know what? Enough on my own, man. Like I, I, I'm trying to find some like happy movies. Me too, buddy. Like action, like, like some catharsis (laughs) and like killing bad guys and humor. You know, RoboCop. Sure. Why I appreciate you guys taking this emotional trip with me. I, you know. When we first started this month, I was like, this is going to be the worst month. This is my retirement from podcasting. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I'm glad I... Wa- I've, so far, I'm glad I've watched these. Yeah, they aren't bad movies. No. Like I said last week, like these are not bad movies. This is actually an excellent movie. Yeah. This is not a movie that I would ever watch again. Exactly. But it, I think it's... you know, I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. Glad I watched it. Now that we're talking about it, that weird CPS lady, that threw me the fuck off. Like, she's, like, just awkward. And it, like, lends well to the scene, because he's, like, super nervous, and yeah. she's just, like, the most awkward. There's one part where he's trying to teach him how to read, and, like, he, like, looks up at her, and it looks, the way she acted, like, she was learning, too. Like, yeah. She's like, just like, time. It looks like he's, like, she's like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it is. <laughs> In her head, she was like, oh, shit. I've been saying that wrong the whole time. Man, I was saying dime the whole time, too. Son of a bitch. But, like, that part, man, I was just like, what is going on? This lady's so awkward. Uh." Yeah. And then he almost goes down the street. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) He just slit his wrist. He's not getting his kid. Which, uh, like, that whole fuck. oh my god, dude, that whole fucking scene, too, like, is fucking stellar and just, like, incredible, because, like, that, that realistically, that's such a, like, a realistic thing that would happen, like, the stupid thing I do all the time that... You're gonna fuck it up in front of the one person you can't fuck it up in front of. Yeah. 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 It's so fucking dumb. It was, like, laying on the floor, it's like, I'm just tired. Yeah. Just tired. Dude, I yeah. thought he was, like, gonna die. At first, I was like, did he literally just kill himself on accident in front of the CPS lady? Like, oh my god, he's running it (laughs) under a hot tap. What are you doing? (laughs) Struggling with the fucking paper towels. It was like the saddest, like, slapstick thing. Like, the whole, from when he does the knife thing. Okay, so the knife thing... If you haven't watched it and you're just listening to this for some reason instead of watching the movie first, uh, the knife thing, he has a box cutter on his keychain because he works in a theater. So you got to cut tape and, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Um, so he has like a little box knife on his keychain and he would fuck with Nicole and he would have it out and then he would like 
act like he was cutting his wrist, but he would retract the blade before he did it. So he shows the CPS lady for some reason. Because the kid brought it up. The kid brought it up. Don't do it. I don't care. Don't <laughs> fake cut your wrists in front of the fucking CPS lady. I can see what he's trying to do. He's like, no, no, it's like, it's fun. It's fun. It's, we it's, do it all the time. It's, it's, fine. Fun. it's, it's fun. fun. It's fine. I do it all the time. So he like does it, but he actually fucking cuts himself down the street, not across, down the street. Like how you do it if you're trying to die. And, and he's just like, no, it's fine. He's just holding it, bleeding all over himself. She's like, are you sure you're okay? You're giving me PTSD when you talk like that. Are oh my sure? god, this lady. Are you sure you're okay? I finished my water. I finished my water. Uh, they let me out of the cage every time I have to do reports. <laughs> <laughs> then I go back in the cage and get fed pellets. Oh, that lady. Yeah, she's fucking weird. Um... And then he like goes like she's like okay I'm gonna leave now, I'm so she now. can't open the door, and for some reason he has this thing about like hey I'm Adam Driver and I'm like six eight so I'm gonna like just loom over people and reach around them to help he them with stuff does loom he does that like three times in the movie, <laughs> so it's not that weird when he does it but it's weird because he's bleeding all over himself when he does it and he's getting blood all over the door. And he's, he's dripping leaning, on the floor, dripping on the floor, leaning over this like weird, uncomfortable woman who's in his apartment alone. Uh, and he like he also has problems with the door. So it's like also kind of slapsticky there. And when she finally leaves, he like goes into the bathroom and like puts it under the tap, almost rips the fucking door off of his cabinet again because he's not used to that cabinet opening the <laughs> other way. Can't get the paper towels off. He's like got his arm under the tap and he's like reaching across with his foot to tear the paper towels. Like it's all stupid. Yeah. But it's so like sad and fucked up that it's not funny. Yeah. It works really well. You're yeah. just like this whole slapstick shtick is just like sad. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Dude, stop. Dude, fucking stop it. Yeah. <laughs> and you could tell the whole time he's like super fucking nervous. Yeah. yeah. I'd be too if that weird fucking lady was at my house. Yeah. So like that, that weird lady uh, is also on Euphoria. And in Euphoria, she plays a uh, like a, a renowned drug dealer. And she's fucking terrifying. Really? Because she talks just like that. Like, oh, she's God. just that same character. But she's like, well, let me get you a suitcase of drugs. But if you don't sell them, and I'm you don't bring me my money, throat. I'll fuck you up. And it's, but it works so well. Right. She like, did a great job. I'm not saying the actress. Just yeah, no, entire she, yeah, she did just, a great job, but she has just like that 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 weird deadpan thing going for her. Yeah, and in Euphoria, she creeped me the fuck out because she's just this like she just is, she's got all these like hardcore dudes like working for her, and they're like, no, you don't double cross her. You yeah, don't fuck with her, and she's like, oh, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> like it's fucking. I crazy. like characters like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's fucking weird. Uh, I don't know. This movie, it's it's really well acted. Very. Some of the, so some of the blocking was fucking weird. Like there's a couple times where there's like 
a conversation and like it seems like one person's head is too far over specific the one that i keep thinking of is is when uh uh nicole and uh nora uh yeah. laura dern's character meet and they're like on the couch so whenever laura dern's talking scarjo's face is like or the back of her head is like in front of laura dern's face yeah and it's super weird. weird yeah there's a couple of scenes like that where it's like the camera was too far over and they just, just didn't like retake it. it over here yeah and i was like what the fuck is going on this is a really weird camera angle um i mean that's super nitpicky but like i that was as far as critically that's probably my biggest complaint about the movie i would agree yeah i don't i don't really have any complaints like this like i i guess maybe um i did have a complaint but i forget what it was <laughs> so it couldn't have been that big of a complaint i don't think i have any complaints well sean was in it that was cool yes he was cool. He wasn't in it enough. That's my complaint. That's true. And he no, never said anything about Sean. being a Sicilian. Yep. Or he could see. Yeah. Also, the this is no one. No one's going to find this interesting, but me. But uh, the judge uh, is from uh, the Mighty Boosh. Oh, really? you watch the Mighty Boosh. Uh, try he's, not to. He's like the like their manager at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I know that guy. That's funny. <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know this is a good movie well extremely well acted uh mostly well directed and shot uh dialogues fantastic yeah the di- the dialogue is fucking oh my god phenomenal like there's just so there's so many there's so many good scenes and like the dialogue just like elevates the whole the whole of each and every scene because it feels so intimate and so fucking like just realistic like the dialogue never really feels forced yeah and the the pacing the pacing of the film is uh fantastic too like i love the way it's paced yeah i agree yeah i was very surprised i I was like, this is gonna be rough. I've saw I've seen some of the scene I saw the fight scene before. Yeah, the fight scene is all over social but I, media. But I've seen it as Goofy and out. Mickey. Yeah. Yep. Uh which hits different. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. It's funny because I said something to somebody at work today and they were like, Yeah, my girlfriend wants me to watch that. Is it any good? I was like <laughs> <laughs> Your girlfriend wants to watch it with you, huh? <laughs> uh, has she seen it? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I don't know, bro. This is what it's about. All it did was make me mad. He's like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, we. uh So Cassie and I watched it when, like, right when it came out. So in 2019. So like before I had even proposed. Yeah. And we were watching it and I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, we had, we also had like some really good conversation about it and like genuinely just like discussed the characters and like where the characters went wrong. And like, it, I, I do suggest 
Like, I mean, I would like I would suggest it to like a couple to watch it. Like, I would be like, hey, you should watch this because it's a cautionary tale. The, yeah. yeah, it is a very it's definitely a cautionary tale. And then it's also like deep enough for you to like really have some real takeaway with it. Um, yeah, I thought about shit after this movie. Yeah, like I've always I've always been a big communication person. So like when we first got together, I was like, look, communication is like number one. Like, and I, I think it is like in any relationship or even any friendship, like, I'd agree, you know, you got to communicate your issues or your problems or whatever. So when we first got together, I was like, communication is number one. And that took a long time <laughs> to, to like get ourselves dialed into a place where we are, we're like steadily communicating our issues and our problems with each other to one another and just in general problems. And so then like when we watched the movie it wasn't like it wasn't like okay well we don't have to worry about that because we communicate yeah because it was like after watching the movie we were still like do do we like communicate enough yeah (laughs) and is there anything that you assume (laughs) is true that i am totally not like that's not a thing It's like it was both ways, right? Like both of them were like, yeah. "This is what I was always gonna do." It's like, no, that's we talked about it, but that was never a thing. And she's like, "Well, we were never gonna do that." And he's like, "We made a deal about that." Like, no, we talked about it. Like they're yeah. both doing the same shit, right? Yeah, yeah, and it is hard too sometimes. Like especially if you don't have the post argument conversation, if like the conver- like an argument is not the conversation. Like, you have a thing, you have a problem, you fight about the thing. Like, that's not the communication. No. Like, that's the venting. That's the getting it out. There has to be the post-argument conversation where you discuss the argument. And, like, a lot of people don't want to do that. Like, that I, was a problem that I had a lot in my previous in my relationships <laughs> that I've had. Because I was always like, okay, we're both cooled off. You want to talk about that? No. Well, we didn't resolve the problem. <laughs> Nothing got resolved, yeah. We just, like, got mad and talked loudly. And <laughs> can we talk about it? No. Okay. All right, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then a week later, here we are. Same argument. Same and, argument. Yep. Ah, oh, sweet. Yeah. Love that. Yep. Yeah. Are we going to resolve it this time? No? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> All right. See you around. Yeah, I, I've been there too, and and I mean we've even done that before too, where like we just like argue and then we like we're like call it good, calm down, apologize, whatever, and then like not have the conversation and then fight about it again some other time, and then usually a second time it's like we have to discuss the thing, like yeah. the thing we keep arguing about. We have to have a legitimate, cool-headed conversation about, especially stuff like what they were arguing about in this movie. Because, like, there yes. are some arguments where it's like, yeah, we're going to agree to disagree, right? Yeah. Because, like, there isn't necessarily... It's a it's an opinion or something like that. But this was, right. like, this was, like, life shit that they were arguing about. Yeah. Right? Like, their careers, where they wanted to raise their child, why they did things, you know, that he wanted to do and not what she wanted to do, where money was going, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, it sucks that money breaks people up. Like, yeah. that wasn't really what they argued about, but right. it was one of the things that ended up being contentious yeah. during the divorce. But, like, you know, that kind of stuff needs to be discussed. Yeah. And, like, agreed upon. Not just yeah. 
the the argument ended, so I won because both people probably think the same thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, the argument's over. I fucking won because you know he's just get, or she's just gonna give in or whatever. I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Fuck them. Yeah, and yeah. then I'm gonna sleep next to them. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, conveniently enough, uh, this movie came out in 2019. Uh, DQP was founded in late 2018. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> if you are <laughs> privy to the ins and outs of the company, <laughs> which the podcast originates from, uh, we also had a very interesting conversation post this movie <laughs> about what the fuck I was doing with my life. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, because that's important, right? That's like all yeah. very, you know, parallel to what was going on in that movie. Yeah, because both of them had possible had careers or possible careers, and like they chose one or the over the other, and it wasn't really a choice for her. Yeah, right. She just kind of went along with it, and he thought she had chosen to go along with it instead of just like going with the flow and like letting it happen. Yeah, you know. And then, like, every suggestion that she had, he shot down, but he didn't feel like he shot it down. He felt like it was just something that they were discussing. Like, it, the whole thing is just, like, that neither of them listening to the other one. Yeah. And it, it very well, like, I think, you know, if they, the two characters in the movie had done things differently, like, I mean, their relationship would have been differently. We wouldn't oh, have yeah. the movie, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it, I think that's also why it's a cautionary tale is because like it shows points of contention. Well, it doesn't show them, but they discuss the points of contention. So like, you have to have an attention span to watch this movie. I want to point that out too because it everything you need to know about the movie is actually in the movie. And this is one of the reasons I've said this a thousand times on the show, right? Like, stop yeah. showing me shit you can just tell me in dialogue. And that's right. exactly what this whole movie does. I don't need a thousand flashback scenes. Like, right. you, that shit you can wrap up in two sentences. Yeah. Like, unless you're showing me alternate perspectives, like, I don't need you to flashback fucking anywhere. Um, so that that's one one of the things I love so much about the movie is you get all of this like dialogue exposition and it tells you everything you need to know what has happened throughout the course of the relationship or at least what each perspective of what happened was each perspective of the important yeah yes. of like what's what is seemingly the most important stuff from the relationship right. and they're going through a divorce so you're not going to get all the good stuff like that's not what they're focused on right now like they're focused on all the bad, terrible things and how everything feels yes. now, which he even says, and I like that too, because he's like, he said, he's like, no, you were happy, which like he's telling her how to feel, which isn't correct. Right. But he's saying, you know, he says, no, you were happy. You're just now deciding right now that you weren't happy, which does two things. On part shows he was never listening and like, that is actually a thing that happens. Like, sometimes it takes someone a long time to realize that the thing they were doing didn't make them happy. Mm -hmm. Like, that... She very well could have appeared happy at the time without any introspection on how the course of it was going to play out. I know someone that had that. Yeah. Literally, just like, one day, hey, I'm not happy. Okay, 
What do we do about that? Ah, uh, we're getting divorced. I'm not going to fix it. Talk about it. Yeah. I mean, that's one person's perspective of it. So very well could have been the same thing here. But like, you know, that happens, right? You know, yeah. one person thinks that everything's going okay. You know, you have your problems, but you work it out. You know, that's what everybody says, right? Yeah. yeah. But then like, you come home one day and it's like, hey, it's over. I'm I'm taking off. I'm going to go stay at my mom's or whatever. You know, I'm going to, I already talked to a lawyer, like, you know, that kind of shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the other, the other person's just like, what the fuck? It happens. Yeah, it, it really does, does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fucked up. Good stuff. Yeah. Totally crazy. Do we want to go down to the corner? I would <laughs> yell on down to the corner. Okay. Let's or, yell on down to the corner. Or let's... Ah! <laughs> let's cons- I never loved you! <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Let's consult other corners you, about this corner. I love you. I love you guys. Just want to say, I would never divorce you guys. I mean, we might still love each other, but this isn't working out. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't work out for me. You're stuck with me, motherfucker. <laughs> when you're bonded with Dave, you're bonded for life. Dave Uh-oh. the undivorceable. Yeah, you can't divorce me. Indivorceable. Indivorceable. I don't know what that suffix would be. Isn't that a disturbed uh, song? Prefix. Indivorceable. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to do it. I'm glad you did it. Probably would have been better. Sure. <laughs> Alright, let's go to Dave's Trivia Corner Dave's Trivia Corner Dave's Trivia Corner Thanks Dave Thanks Disturbed Guy Which I think your name's Dave Uh, Got some trivia all right, let's ah, do it. Neat. It's not hot trivia. Oh yeah, <laughs> the point of this corner is for you to do that. <laughs> Fucking it all up. Uh, based in large part on Noah uh, Bombach's own experiences when he and Jennifer Jason Lee divorced in 2013, according to Br- uh, Brumbach, uh, Lee read the script, has seen the film, and likes it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Adam Driver's performance of Stephen Sondheim's Being Alive from the 1970 Broadway musical Company was recorded live and done in one take. That was pretty dope, too. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, Laura Dern's character is loosely based on Los Angeles celebrity attorney Laura Weiser. Wasser. Whatever. Who repre- shouldn't admit that. <laughs> who represented Dern, Scarlett Johansson, and Noah during their respective divorces. Uh, meditation scenes were filmed in Wasser's actual office building. Mediation? Mediation. Why did I say meditation? Mediation. Like, when did they meditate? <laughs> <laughs> I was also like, I don't remember that scene. Mediation. I'm dumb. Uh, oh, you're not, buddy. Oh, thanks. I am, but thanks. Just set it out. Do you, do you <laughs> want a dime? Do, do you want Adam Driver to come teach you how to read? Yeah, as long as he doesn't cut himself in front of me. <laughs> as long as that fucking lady doesn't come. 
Uh, Adam Driver, Scott Johansson, and Laura Dern were cast before the script was complete. The cast collaborated with writer-director Noah uh, Bombach on certain character aspects. Uh, there's a new suicide hotline, just so you guys know. I mean, it's not that new, but last time we did a PSA about it, it was an uh, actual number. Yeah. Now there's a three-digit number you can dial. Okay. It's 988 for a suicide and crisis lifeline. Hmm. It's available 24 hours a day. Awesome. Thank you, Shane. So we're talking about, you know, people yeah. cutting themselves. Yeah. On accident. On accident. But he, I did talk about him going down the street instead yeah. of across it. That's fair. Um... Uh, when Noah Bumbach approached Scarlett Johansson to join the film, unbeknownst to him, Scarlett was actually going through her second divorce. Jesus Christ. Damn. Uh, no dialogue or moments of hesitation are improvised in the fight scene in Charlie's apartment. Everything was scripted. Damn. That's a tight script. Yeah. Yeah. That's tight. Uh, Marriage Story was the first Netflix film to be granted the longest theatrical release of 30 days. Hmm. Okay. Ah. Neat. Thank you. Ah. Ah. No thank you. Um, Adam Driver had to punch the wall 15 times due to multiple takes. At one point, he punched so hard he almost punched through the wall behind the breakaway wall. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) He's actually getting mad. <laughs> God damn it, quit taking these takes! Uh, let's do a couple more. Uh, Noah Bachman, Scarlett Johansson, and Laura Dern have all been divorced. Adam Driver is a child of divorced parents. Really channeled that shit. Yeah. Everyone on this movie has to have been divorced. <laughs> or have something to do with divorce. Divorce. Uh, let's do... One more. Okay. Come on. Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson did 50 takes of the fight scene in Charlie's apartment. Fuck. Jesus. That's a lot of takes. Of that? That's a lot of takes in general, but that's yeah. a lot of takes of that. That scene? Yeah. Ugh. Okay. That's all I had for Dave's trivia corner. So while we're leaving off on that scene, I would like to preface next week's episode. Uh, so if you take that scene and expand it to an entire movie, uh, that's kind of what we're going to watch next week. Fuck you, man. Yay. What are we doing next month? We need to figure that out. Something not depressing and sad. Yeah, we need to do some palate cleansing. It's just four weeks of Caddyshack. You want to start off with Dead Post Society? (laughs) What the fuck? Fuck. Hey, I Shane. fucked myself up. Like I don't Dead know Pope what I did. Patch <laughs> <Shane>. Adams. <laughs> Holy uh. shit! <laughs> Shane, do you want to start a new podcast? <laughs> DKB does fun movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's our spinoff. Uh, uh, yeah, that's all I had for Dave's trivia corner. Dave's trivia corner. Ah, neat. You guys ready to rate this? I'd rate yep. it. Um. I'm going to give this movie a nine. I think it's a really fucking good movie. Um, 
It's extremely well acted. Um, it's extremely uncomfortable, but it's supposed to be. Uh, I hate being uncomfortable. Same. It is not my cup of tea, but I recognize how good this fucking movie is. So you guys should watch it. It's really fucking good. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine. Russell? 9.5. Uh, this oh, is... It's like, is that it? Dave? Well, <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Like, I, I mean, I'll do it short. Like, I don't... I've pretty much said everything I need to say. Yeah. Um, 9.5. This is... This is on my uh, list of 100 movies you should watch. Um, for whatever reason. You want to feel something, definitely watch this movie. Uh, you want to like get close to something real like fucking watch this movie you wanna uh, dude I don't know like I just there are lots of reasons that you could watch this movie one of them being what we discussed being a cautionary tale um I definitely think it's a good couples movie uh if you get a divorce after you watch it I apologize um but there were already some issues that I couldn't help you with yeah so I don't think we need to do a disclaimer there. <laughs> I'm doing one anyway, so we don't get sued. Uh, <laughs> we don't have any money. Good luck. Um, fuck off. <laughs> Shade's combative. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, 9.5. I think it's a fantastic movie. I don't really have any complaints. I, I don't think it's a perfect movie. Every movie has its flaws. Except for RoboCop. We'll see till one day. I might find a 10. I don't know. Um, but yeah, 9.5. Chinatown. Big trouble in Little China. Anyway, Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, Dave. Um, so I really, really enjoyed this movie. It made me think about a lot of stuff. It brought up some stuff. Yeah. Like my, the hardest, like, when they're going through this divorce and there's a kid involved, like my parents also got a divorce. I was older. Yeah. Uh, I was like 15, I think. Sure. So it was a little different, a little different. Uh, and like, you know, and my parents split amicably. It wasn't an issue, but it still was rough. Like, you know, brought that kind of stuff back. Yeah. Um, different situations but uh, I in this movie like every character feels real like Charlie Nicole they all feel like real people yeah it's acted perfect um like I also agree with Russell like couples should watch this movie they should they know at least a little bit what they're going into yeah uh and like you know and encourage awesome conversations about it and you know Explore it more. I'm going to give it a nine and a half as well. Okay. Really enjoyed it. I think people should watch it. I'm glad that I watched it. Hell yeah, Dave. Uh, It made me think a lot. Made me feel a lot of stuff. Uh, Perfectly acted. Yeah, nine and a half. Okay. With that being said, I will never watch this movie again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I know what I like. Yep. And I'm cool with just sticking with the what I like. Yep. I'm going to give Robocop a 10. So I watched that as well. Yep. Going to give that one a 10. 
Stay out of trouble. You watched old RoboCop, right? Yeah, not okay. the shitty one. Just gotta make sure. Stay okay. out of trouble. It's your move, creep. Buy that for a dollar. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode of DQB Does, where we talked about marriage story. Uh, next week we will conclude. Uh, heavy sad boy February. Heavy sad boy February. Heavy sad boy February. Heavy sad boy February. Da 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 da. So, so sad. sad. Um, we'll conclude it with uh, what? What's the name of that movie? Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie. Also available on Netflix. She's also a Netflix original. Yeah. Malcolm and Marie. I'm going to try to remember that. I was thinking Harold and Maude. I don't know what that is, but that's what I was thinking. <laughs> is that a Golden Girls movie? <laughs> Probably. Uh, so thanks for listening. Find us on all the social media. Uh, searching Draft Quarters Productions. Find us on Patreon. We just put up uh, this week, or this last week, a uh, some Patreon-exclusive content. Uh, Count Dugula and Dave Eula discussing The Notebook. Their show is called Love Eternal. Uh, yeah, just check it out. You'll see. I don't know why I gave that guy a fucking show. Yeah. But please subscribe. One dollar tier. You'll get all of our exclusive content right for right now. Uh, if we get a thousand subscribers, Dave, what are you going to do? I... We'll book a boudoir set. Just me. Super tasteful. And you guys are going to get that set. Yeah. If we have a thousand subscribers. Yeah. And maybe even put as postcards. Who knows? We'll Probably see. not. That seems expensive. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful time. Bye. Bye. You shouldn't be upset that I fucked her. You should be upset that I had a laugh with her. This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.